God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Through Jesus Christ our Savior was born upon this day. To save us all from Satan's power when we were gone astray. Oh, tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy, oh. to see all of you here. The peace of Christ be with you all. And let us greet one another. Good morning, kiddos. Good morning, girls. And let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning and we ask, Lord, that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and bless us with your power as we worship you today. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kids, are you guys ready for a children's moment? Uh, you don't know? Oh, goodness. Okay, if you're ready for a children's moment, we need to take a field trip to the altar. So turn around and bring a, yourselves up here for a field trip. Come this way, kiddos. What do you see that looks a little bit different on our altar? Yes? A manger. A manger. Now, why would we have a manger? Is it Christmas? No. 
It's the season of Advent. So smart there. It is the season of Advent. Now, what in the world does Advent mean? It's, we see the baby. We're getting ready for the baby. We are getting ready for the birth of Jesus. And so the season of, the, of Advent is the season that leads us straight up to Christmas. And it's one of my favorite seasons because we get to get ready for Christmas. We get to make sure that we're doing the best that we can to follow God so that we're ready when Christmas morning comes. So we are ready and we are excited and we are willing to celebrate the birth of the Christ child. So let's just start the season of Advent by looking at our manger scene. Now, what do we have right here? Who's this? Jesus. And who's this? Mary, who's Jesus's mother, and who's this? Joseph. Joseph, and Joseph is? Jesus' dad. Jesus' dad, yeah, the dad who raises him, even though God is really the dad of Jesus. Joseph is the dad who raises him. And who's this right here? An angel. Now, why in the world are they in a manger? Because they couldn't find an inn to sleep, and there was no room. So Jesus, who is the Son of God, was born in a place where the animals hang out. He was born, where were you guys born? Was anybody born in a place where there was hay? No? Where do you think you were born? A hospital. A hospital? Yeah? Is a hospital where the animals come to eat? No, no, absolutely not. But Jesus, who is the Son of God, who has all the power of God and everything, He was born in a lowly manger, and he came to share God's love with each and every single one of us. But right now, now we're going to take our field trip right over here to this. What is this setup that we have right here? Can anybody tell me? What kind of candles? The The Advent candles, exactly. Each week before we get to Christmas, we have a candle to light. And let's go backwards. What's this candle right here? The Christ candle. That's the one that we light on Christmas Eve. And until then, we make our way around with the candles. We're going to start at this one, and then next week we're going to do this one, and then this one, and this one. We are going to light candles for... That's the middle one, and the middle one is called the Christ candle because it stands for Jesus. And so today we're going to light our first candle. Anybody have any guesses what our first candle is? The, oh, you're close. Love candle is, that one's coming up. That one's important. Any other guesses? Peace candle. Oh, that's another one that's coming up. Any other guesses? Um, the white candle. The, no, the white candle we're going to save for Christmas Eve. It's a super special one. You guys are so good at guesses. Hey, anybody who is a good reader, you want to read the behind me? Any guesses? The hope candle. Exactly. So we are going to light the hope candle, and this kicks off the season of Advent. This is how we start getting our hearts and our minds ready for Christmas. Anybody ready to get their hearts and minds ready for Christmas? Yeah. Yes, and so we're going to light a candle for hope. What do we hope for? Do you guys hope for anything good? Yeah? Oh, you hope for peace. What do you hope for? I hope for toys. You hope for toys. Oh, honesty. Oh, my goodness. You hope for COVID to be over. Can anybody say amen to that? Oh, my goodness. Anything else that you hope for? Sometimes a lot of adults hope for peace on earth. Yes, and that's like one of you said peace. What else do we hope for? Let's think about that this week. We're lighting the candle of hope. Do you hope for something? Did I hear? You hope for a kitty cat. Did mom hear that? I don't know. I see a no shaking over there. What else do you hope for? I hope for you. Oh, you hope for me. Oh, 
Thank you. Okay, so let's be filled with hope this week. And so we, the adults are going to start to sing. You guys can follow along with the words on the screen. And Taylor, you're going to light this, light this, and then you're going to light this candle right here. Light one candle for hope, one bright candle for hope. He brings love to every heart, he comes, he comes. Light one candle for hope, one bright candle for hope. He brings hope to every Let's say a prayer before you go off to Sunday school. Holy and loving God, we pray for hope. We pray for the hope that COVID comes to an end. We pray for hope that there will be peace on earth. We pray for hope that joy will come to our children as they prepare for Christmas. We pray for hope today. And we ask that you instill hope in all of us as we journey through Advent. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing, never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you, you are my own. In my love's baptismal river, I have made you mine forever. Go, my children, with my blessing. Amen. And now is the time for announcements. If anybody has any announcements, they can come forward at this time. I just want to start with one announcement from Joyce. And Joyce Dolce wants us to all remember that you can order your poinsettias. You can do that online or you can do that in the back of the sanctuary. You can fill out your card and put it in the poinsettia box. So make sure to do that before it's too late. And then I just want to say a whole <laughs> slew of thank yous. I want to thank, first I'm going to start with Ted, who just went back into confirmation class, and Rick, who cooked all of the turkeys for our community dinner. We fed about 150 people yesterday until we ran out, and I think that was just about everybody. I think we only missed one car that came afterwards. Also, a huge thank you to all of the volunteers who did such a great job. James is excited for a reason, because they did such a great job as we worked together to feed everybody. And then I need James sitting up front all the time. I am loving this. And then my last thank you is actually going to be to the Women's Fellowship. And as Gay's standing right here, if you don't know the Women's Fellowship, I don't know if you're about to talk about this, but yeah. they delivered about 40, 40, I think it was 40. 40 Thanksgiving baskets to different people in the church, people who are homebound or maybe less mobile. And so they delivered 40 Thanksgiving baskets to people. And isn't that a blessing? And I'm just so impressed by the ministry that goes on in this church. So thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I want to thank everybody for the November donation for Birthday Buddies. My trunk is full. Um, I have December's list. It is birthday party supplies, paper, uh, plates, cups, napkins, 
candles, 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 treat bags, party horns, or blowers. Most of this stuff you can get in the dollar store, uh, tablecloths, party hats. Uh, so there's a pile back there. Please pick up a list. Um, also, I sent all those T-shirts that were donated for my son's foster sons. They were delighted. They were overwhelmed. They went through them, and they picked out a couple of shirts to wear to Thanksgiving dinner. They've never had a Thanksgiving dinner. So they were thrilled and very appreciative, and so am I. Thank you so much. Um, and I think that's it. <laughs> I can't remember. Good morning. Please join me for our Advent litany. Lord Jesus, you are the light of the world. You are the light in our darkness. Bring hope into the lives of all people. Come, Lord Jesus. Give your peace to all the nations. Come, Lord Jesus. Be the joy of all who love you. Come, Lord Jesus. Bring unity among all who believe in you. Come, Lord Jesus. Bless us as we gather in your name. Come, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, stay with us always. Come, Lord Jesus. And now is the time for the baptism. Baptismal family, you can come forward. Hi, babe. Members and friends in Christ, we gather now to celebrate the gift of grace in the sacrament of baptism. Baptism is the sacrament through which we are united to Jesus Christ and given part in Christ's ministry of reconciliation. Baptism is the visible sign of an invisible event, the reconciliation of people to God. It shows the death to self and the, living, uh, the rising to a new life of obedience and praise. It shows also the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on those whom God has chosen. In baptism, God creates in us the power of forgiveness, the renewal of the Spirit, and the knowledge of the call to be God's people. Out of the water of baptism, we rise with new life, forgiven of sin, and one in Christ, members of Christ's body. Parents, do you desire to have your child baptized into the faith and family of Jesus Christ? If so, please say we do. Parents and godparents, will you encourage this child to renounce the powers of evil and to receive the freedom of new life in Christ? If so, please say, we will. Will you teach this child so that he may be led to profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? And he's very excited about this. If so, please say, we will. Do you promise by the grace of God to be Christ's disciples, to follow in the way of our Savior, to resist oppression and evil, to show love and justice, and to witness to the work and the word of Jesus Christ as best as you are able? If so, please say, we do. 
Do you promise, according to the grace given to you, to grow with James in the Christian faith, to help him to be a faithful member of the church of Jesus Christ by celebrating Christ's presence, by furthering Christ's mission in all the world, and by offering the nurture of the Christian church so that he may grow to affirm his baptism? If so, please say, we do. Godparents, you can now light the baptismal candle. Jesus Christ calls us to make disciples of all the nations and to offer them the gift of grace in the sacrament of baptism. Do you who witness and celebrate this sacrament promise your love, your support, and your care for the one who is to be baptized today as they live and grow in Christ? If so, please say, we do. And now will you please recite with me the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. And he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Bless by your Holy Spirit, gracious God, this water. By your Holy Spirit, save those who confess the name of Jesus, that evil may have no power over them. Create new life in the one to be baptized today that he may rise in Christ. Glory to you, eternal God, the one who was, the one who is, and the one who always shall be. Okay, James, ready? Are you ready to be baptized, baby boy? Yeah. Uh huh. You're not a baby anymore, you're a whole year old. Yes, okay, we're going to lean backwards. James Miller, I baptize you in the name of the Father, and in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good job, bud. Let us pray over James. Gracious God, you have filled this world with joy by giving us the gift of Jesus. Bless this child. May he be filled with joy. May he never be ashamed to confess a personal faith in you. In the presence of our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer, we pray. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. And now can we give James a round of applause as we welcome him into the faith and the family of Jesus Christ? Can you clap? Can you clap? They're clapping for you. Yeah, say hello, everybody. Say hello. You did such a good job, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. There we are. You 
and you may be seated. He's like, I'm going to stay with you. You're going to be, okay. That's good. We got this. I'll, I'll give him back in a minute. <laughs> you going to hang out with me for a minute? Yeah, we can do that. cool to see it from up here, isn't it? morning comes from Psalm 25. We will read the first 10 verses. 
starting with verse 1. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. We're going to try that one more time. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. There we are. Let us start with verse 1. This is a prayer for guidance and for deliverance. This is a psalm of David. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord." God and up, a good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way, and he leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness, and those who keep his commandment and his decrees, or his covenant and his decrees. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
join with me in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today, Lord, and we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and bless us with your power as we worship you today. We thank you and we praise you for gathering us here, and we just ask, Lord, that you bless the words of our mouth and the thoughts of our minds so that all that we do and all that we say can be holy and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. So I read an article the other day about how people are becoming addicted to anger. Now, we know there's all sorts of addictions out there in this world, but right now they're realizing how much people are becoming addicted to anger. Now, anger has a rightful time and place. All of us need to get angry every so often. Sometimes my kids won't do what I say until I maybe get a little bit angry, I'm going to confess. So anger does have a time and a place. But there are people who are just becoming angry all the time, so much so that, is, that anger is consuming them. And it was a really interesting article because it talked about the, the brain chemistry of what happens when we get angry. So when we get angry, what happens to our brain is similar to what happens when we do something that's thrill-seeking. You know when you do something that's thrill-seeking and you get that rush of adrenaline? Like when I was in Mexico and jumped into a cenote and I had this amazing rush of adrenaline, of course my smartwatch also took apparently a rush of adrenaline and went crashing down to the 80 meters deep in the cenote. I don't recommend doing that. But anyways, you know, when we get a rush of adrenaline, it's like it gives us that urge and it's so exciting and and that, that gets us excited for a moment. But what happens to our brains is when people do something and they get angry, it gives them that same adrenaline rush. And so then they start to want it because, you know, if you have an adrenaline rush, what do you usually want? You want more. You want to do it again. You want some more. And so that That's what is happening to our brain chemistry when people are getting angry. And right now, there are so many ways for for people to get fueled with anger all the time. I mean, you can watch things that make you angry. We have technology at our fingertips everywhere we go. So we always have access to read things that will make us angry. So much so that the human race is becoming addicted to anger. Do you know anybody who you think might be addicted to anger? I want to see a little raise of hands because I'm going to guess ever all of us here know somebody who's a bit addicted to anger. It, it, maybe, yeah, you guys, I think some more of you could raise your hands than are. We become addicted to anger. I actually know of a couple 
And there's this couple where ever since COVID started and the, the husband, he was working from home. And the, so then he, he set up a basement office. But then even when he wasn't working, he stayed down on the computer. And so he just started being on the computer every hour of every day and no longer interacting with his family. And he started reading things and jumping onto conspiracy sites because there's plenty of things out there on the internet. And he started jumping onto conspiracy sites until he spent all of his time just deep into this angry online world, so much so that he's not even really the person that his wife originally married. He's becoming overwhelmed with anger, and unless he takes a step back from his addiction to anger, his wife might not be able to stay married to him for much longer. Humans are becoming addicted to anger. And here's the thing. Right now we are entering into the season of Advent, and the season of Advent is my favorite season. I love the season of Advent not only because I love when all the snow starts coming down. Snow on the first Sunday of Advent, by the way. God is good. I love it. And uh, so not only do we, do we enter into this beautiful time of the season of winter and we start preparing our hearts and our minds for the birth of Christ, for the birth of love into this world. But I love the season of Advent because the season of Advent, it's like a mini Lent, but it's also a season that reminds us to hope. Now, if I was to read the gospel lesson that was prescribed by the lectionary text today, it would have been essentially the same thing that we read two weeks ago, which is why I'm not reading it for you today. But the gospel lesson is about Jesus saying that he will come again, and he will come in the clouds, and that he will come again. And that is what we read on the Sunday of hope, because our hope, this is what we find as we enter into the season of Advent, our hope is that one day Jesus will return. That is where we find hope. That's why we light the hope candle on the first Sunday of Advent because we hope that one day Jesus will return. And we'll talk about all of that in just another moment. But I love the season of Advent because it makes us prepare our hearts and our minds. And right now, when humanity is becoming addicted to anger, we need to prepare our hearts and minds because anger is not part of getting ourselves ready for the love that enters this world on Christmas. Anger, it it has its time and place. We all need to get angry sometimes. When there's a huge injustice in this world, go ahead and get angry. But we can't be angry all the time. And so during the season of Advent, but what I want us to think about this Sunday is how we need to learn how to retrain our minds and how we need to learn to, to refocus our thoughts as we journey towards the, the day of Christmas. And so one thing that we need to do is we need to change our thoughts. When our thoughts are, are overwhelmingly angry, we need to turn them to more productive ways. When we're getting overwhelmed, maybe when we're getting sucked into that online world of anger. We need to find better ways to use our energy. There are other things that we can do besides getting angry all the time. And I love how uh, the reason that I chose Psalm 25 for our reading this Sunday is because listen to what King David said. Now, King David didn't have everything right. He was not perfect by any means. He was human just like you and me. But I love what he wrote when he poured out his heart in the Psalms. And listen to what he said here. He said, lead me in your truth and teach me For you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all day long. King David, he poured out his heart and he said, God, teach me your truth. Teach me 
your ways. Guide me to your path of salvation. And that is exactly what we need to do during the season of Advent. We all need to turn to God and we need to say, God, I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I can't be consumed by all the anger that exists in this world, but I need you to lead me and to guide me because you are the God of my salvation. Have you ever said a prayer where you did that, by the way, where you turn to God in prayer and you just pour out your heart to God and just say, God, lead me. God, guide me. God, you are the God of my salvation. Take all the noise of the world away and be my guide. Lead me, God. Have any of you ever said a prayer like that? I'm going to say I'm seeing yeses, but when you go home today, I want you to take some time, especially sometimes my best prayers are always at night. I don't know about you, but I love prayers when it's like the sun goes down so it's nice and dark. Spend time in serious prayer and just pour out your heart in prayer. And don't, you know, get overwhelmed by all the things of the world, but just say, God, lead me. Lead me in your truth. Teach me, God, for you are the God of my salvation. Now, I was typing the lyrics to O Come, O Come, Emmanuel for the slides for the song that we just, read, uh, that we just sang. You want to hit the next slide? And I realized how powerful these words are more than I think I've ever really realized when I'm saying, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. And somehow, you know, when you're actually typing out the words and you're noticing things. And so listen to this verse. It says, O Come. Thou wisdom from on high, so wisdom from God, and order all things far and nigh. To us the path of knowledge show and guide us in her ways to go. Now I know this is written in like older English, so it might be hard to understand, but just think about what what the song is saying. It's saying, you know, come wisdom from God and, and put all things in order and lead us on the path of knowledge and show us the way to go. This is actually what King David is saying in Psalm 25. He is saying the same thing that we just sang in our song for O Come, O Come. Emmanuel. And then if you look at the next verse, if you look at the next verse, it's actually one of my absolute favorites. It says, O come desire of nations, bind all peoples in one heart and mind. Bid now our sad divisions cease and be thyself our king of peace. Now I have to tell you that I've said so many times, but I think that one of the ways that evil works in this world is evil likes to divide. Evil likes to divide us and to create hatred. So when we talk about how people are addicted to anger, do you know who's in charge of that addiction to anger? That would be evil. If you ask me who's in charge of this addiction to anger that we have in this world, that would be the work of evil because the work of evil likes to divide us. The work of evil likes us to demonize one another. The work of evil likes to divide us and create hatred and create anger. That's what evil does in this world. So I love this verse. Bid now our sad divisions cease. Make our sad divisions go away and be God, our king of peace. Now I'll tell you the other night, Walter and I had one of those deep conversations. Those will come with baby James as he gets a little bit, a little bit older. One of my favorite things about putting my kids to bed at night is when you end up, and it, it doesn't happen all the time, but when you end up having a deep conversation right at bedtime. Any of you parents know what I'm talking about? Like you put the kid to bed and then suddenly they ask a big, deep, profound question and then you end up sitting there talking for half an hour. Well, that happened just the other night. And it happens with both of my kids, but the other night, my Walter, he, I was putting him to bed, and then he, he looks at me, and he says to me, he's like, Mom, why did God ever create evil? Talk about a big question from an eight-year-old right before bed. God, 
Or mom, why did God ever create evil? He's like, why does evil exist in this world? Isn't that a good question? And I looked at him and I said, you know what, buddy? I actually don't know. I can't tell you for sure. I don't know. But what I do know is this. I told him, I do know that God gave us free will. So yes, while God did create a world where good and evil can exist, God gave us free will. And free will is our ability to choose good or evil. I say, and we, I told him that we get to experience our choices for free will all of the time. So every day throughout the day, we have choices where we get to choose to do good or to do evil. We get to choose to allow our brains to get consumed with good or to allow our brains to get consumed with evil. We get to choose again and again. That's what free will is, good and evil. And so we talked about how even though I don't know why God created evil, why God allows for evil to exist in this world, that we as God's people here on this earth, we get to choose every day, all throughout the day, whether we're going to participate in good or whether we're going to participate in evil. And then, of course, when you're a pastor's kid, you get into a deep theological conversation when you ask these questions. So then I told him that that what we hope for. And I said, we actually hope, we hope that that one day when our lives come to an end, we're going to make it into the kingdom of heaven. And you know what's not allowed in the kingdom of heaven? Evil. Evil is not allowed in the kingdom of heaven. And so I said, one day when we get to heaven, we'll be in the kingdom of heaven where evil can't exist. But then I also told them that we hope for something else. And that's what Advent's all about. We hope that one day Jesus will return. We hope that one day Jesus will return and he will put an end to all evil. All evil will no longer be able to exist. He will put an end to all evil. And then we learn from different parts of our Bible. Some of this comes from the Old Testament. Some of it comes from the New. That then will God will recreate all heaven and earth and heaven will exist on earth and we will live without any evil in this world that is something to hope for isn't it that's what advent's all about advent is about hoping for that day when evil will no longer exist so now let's get back to to what it means to us for this season of advent we have entered into the season of advent we are here We've entered into the season of Advent. We start with the Sunday of hope. But as we make our way through the season of Advent, what I want us to start our first week of Advent by doing is checking our emotions and checking our anger. Are we allowing ourselves to be fueled and guided by anger? How many people spend way too much time watching things on TV that make them angry? How many people spend, I even thank you for your honesty, how many of us spend way too much time online reading things and participating in things that make us angry? Mm-hmm, it happens. And maybe we need to redirect ourselves and turn off all that noise because being angry all the time is not allowing us to live our lives. What if we stop being angry all the time and we, we redirect our emotions and we redirect our thoughts so that we can be more productive in society, so that we can help those who are around us, so that we can bless those who are around us, so that we can share God's love with those around us? What if we turn off all that angry noise that exists in this world and we turn our hearts to God and we turn our hearts to love and we be better people which one's better every day we get to choose we've got free will every day we get to choose do we want to be filled with anger or do we want to be filled with joy in the lord do we want to be filled with hatred or do we want to be filled with love for others do we want to be filled with negativity or do we want to be filled with hope we get to choose 
Today we get to choose. Tomorrow we get to choose. The next day we get to choose as we journey our way through the season of Advent. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you, Lord, on this first Sunday of Advent. Lord, help us to redirect our thoughts. Help us to redirect our ways. If we find ourselves overcome with anger, let us turn that anger towards good. If we find ourselves being divided by all of the anger that exists in this world, let us find ways to create peace and to create unity. Lord, we hope for a day when evil doesn't exist in this world, but until that day comes, help us to be people of hope. Help us to be your children in this world. And we pray this in every prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our morning tithes and offerings. He's given Jesus Christ, His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because of what the Lord has done for us. Give thanks. Give thanks. 
let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy, mild God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. With angelic hosts proclaim, Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, made in time behold him. Offspring of the virgin's womb, veiled in flesh, the God at sea, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as man with man to dwell, Jesus our Emmanuel. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Light and life to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mild he lays his glory by, born that man no more may die. Born to raise the sons of earth, born to give them second birth. Now go forth with the blessing of Christ. Go forth with the love and the hope of Christ in your heart. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all. <laughs>